Finding the right cleat can be transformative. Believe me, I've worn plenty during my career. So getting the right balance is crucial. The cleat needs to feel good on your foot, but also feel good connecting with the ball. The New Balance Furon 7 Plus is built with both of those points in mind, offering overall comfort and precise striking in the game's fastest moments. Because, as I learned the hard way, because I didn't possess much of it, speed matters in soccer. That's why the Furon 7 Plus is built for accuracy and precision at rapid pace and is engineered specifically for use on firm ground. Why is this the ideal cleat, I hear you ask? Well, not to get too scientific, but the Furon 7 Plus offers a lightweight yet supportive hypo-knit with mesh lining upper construction and is paired with offset lacing for a truer strike of the ball, which is a long way of me saying that your game will immediately get better when these are on your feet. Learn more and purchase the Furon at NewBalance.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Conrad, also known as Jim. I'm here with Hollywood Harry, also known as Keith Pierce. And we don't know where Charlie is. He's supposed to be here, but he's not, to the surprise of no one, that he's not here. The guy's busy, man, and he's got things to do and deals to close and all that type of stuff. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think he's into venture capitalism now, but yeah. it doesn't matter. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into Charlie at some point. He's going to hop in and do what he does and bring all the good stuff. But, Heath, big show because yeah. the U.S., Scored seven goals outside of the U.S. for the first time in U.S. men's national team history. So that congratulations. They've never won a game seven one before. Tick that box as well. And, uh, you know, I I have in our little title here for the people that can't see it, that me, Heath, and Charlie are greater than the Granada men's national team. Not the best performance from those guys, but you can only play the teams that are in front of you. So 7-1 win for the U.S. <laughs> now they only need to draw against El Salvador on Monday to win the group and book their yeah. ticket for the CONCACAF Nations League semifinals. Do you want to start? Where do you want to start, Heath? I, I don't know where you want to start. I, I, I want to start with the fact that I think that we could have gone longer than four minutes. Just me, you, and Charlie bunkered in three people against their 11. I think we could have done four it. Minutes. You know, the, oh, they almost hit that fifth minute mark. And I think we could have at least gotten to that before giving up. I think we could goal, have, but we could have, I don't want to just, I don't, I don't, I, I, you know, I'm just kidding. It's just, just, just it, I don't want to disrespect you. No, 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 no. But I, I think this was one where, where I'd like to start was just in the, the chip on the shoulder mentality of this team. Right. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is because there was a moment very early on in the first half where Christian Pulisic dribbled too much. And I was like, oh, no, man, it's going to be one of these, like, everybody thinks they're better than they are because they realize they beat the first guy on the dribble, and now everyone's dribbler. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to dribble all the time, and they're not going to do the simple thing. It's going to be like, a, like an, an oppor- and one and one mixtape. Yeah, <laughs> like he had an opportunity to, to make the easy pass, and he tried to keep dribbling, and I was like, gosh, no, don't do this to me. And they didn't do it again for most of the game. You know, there's a few moments that they took their chances, maybe more than they should have. But all in all, 
you know, it was a dribble that led to a pass that led to another pass. It was clinical in front of goal. It was the mentality of, of dynamic, of, right? You know, going, dynamic. going after them. Yeah. And that just movement in and around the box, I thought was really good. Taking chances, numbers in the box, all those things that you expect against a team like Granada, but uh, to, to, to actually execute that in a way that was professional, there was just, again, that, that tipping point where I was worried and um, and they they went right past that within a few moments and and just overall again Jimmy my, I, I think my prediction was two zero uh, yours yeah, was four right. or something like I that I said three and three I was or just four. because yeah. away from home and and you had said they need to score early and I thought that was a really good point um, if I remember correctly but for me it just, takes a lot of pressure yeah. you know exactly and that and that that takes a lot of that pressure off but all in all just a really I mean there were some things that I think I would love to see more when you have this type of environment this type of game this type of control but overall just at least at a minimum with a new group that hasn't played together a whole bunch, just very, very professional and confident. What about you? Yeah, confidence is a good word. I thought they were dynamic. And uh, before we bring in Charlie Chuckwagon Davies, I want to let everybody know that we're doing a recap of the U.S.'s 7-1 win against Granada. We're going to talk about the latest smoke around Fuller and Balligan and him getting Yankees jerseys and Orlando Magic jerseys and just announce them already or just announce that you're going to play for us, big guy. And then if you're watching on YouTube, of course, I have to say hit like and subscribe. If you're listening on any podcast platform of your choice, download, follow, leave a five-star review, and then go tell some people about how great our podcast is. That would be awesome. We're trying to win a trophy as well. We're a finalist in the soccer category for the Sports Podcast Awards, and we need your help. So please take a minute out of your day to vote. The link is in the description. And now let's give it up for Charlie Davies. There hey, he is. Hold on. The rich hold mahogany. On. Before we ask fantastic. Charlie about the game. Yeah. What, what, what? Are we not going to talk about how Car Charlie definitely caught some rays when he was on vacation? Like, he, yeah, caught, he, some, you he do. caught some sun. My guy's got a glow you to look, him that I haven't seen in a while. He got, maybe he's got makeup on from, from his, either, uh, either, his either morning what footy tanning, Either what tan what tanning salon he goes to or or you know what that resort was or where his house is good. in the Dominican because he's looking good. Thank you. You're glowing. You're glowing right now, Chuck. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. My skin needs the sun. And and I got <laughs> absolutely absolutely blasted with rays in the Dominican Republic. So I'm feeling good. I am I am glowing. Okay, so give us your thoughts on the US absolutely demolishing Granada 7-1. Away from home. It's not easy. The field looked terrible. And and I think scoring an early goal obviously took some pressure off, but it was one-way traffic throughout, except for that goal. I almost I I I I have some thoughts about us giving up a goal to that Granada team, but uh, let's start with your thoughts overall, Chuck. Yeah, would would your thought happen to be looked eerily similar to a a, a goal we gave up against the Netherlands, possibly? Um, but what I will say, is it was that, a nice buildup. It was a nice buildup. That was like good yes. third run, cut back. Cut it was. Back. It was. It, it was. was literally Charlie. I'm glad you brought that up. It is exactly the same goal. The old cut back, cut yes. back. Uh, the, the old double, cut double back, cut top back. of the box. Where's I'm the alone. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely hammered it though. Past Turner. Oh, he did. Uh, was good, well. It was a good hit. In fairness, but in terms of this game, we were obviously the superior side. Not even close, and. That's one part of it, right? But it's taking care of business. And what what I did like is the runs from Ricardo Pepe and and his play at, at the nine. But more importantly, Christian Pulisic took over. He showed yeah, yeah, in he this match that I'm the best player on the pitch, and and I'm gonna work in a variety of different ways within the game because it wasn't just staying by the touchline. And I like that he was keeping with for the team without. Anthony Robinson bombing up and down the field, you felt like in the final third, it was Christian Pulisic's area. 
So don't even think about coming up here, Joe Scali. You, you, that's your line. You got past the half. Get it off your feet. And we saw him one take players on the dribble in some cases too much. But there, then I there think were he had the, what, the, six assists this game. He had a ton of assists. But but you yeah. you also love from Christian Pulisic when he comes inside and plays quick. He's playing yeah. one yeah, or yeah. two touch. So it was it was the unpredictability that makes him so dynamic and dangerous throughout the game. So. Um, I was yeah. I was pleased with the result. Okay, okay. Well, Chuck, before you hop in, Jimmy, real quick, I, just give him, give him the update on kind of we we had sort of discussed the the, 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 the in similar fashion that he had over dribbled in the first few minutes, and I was like, oh no, it's going to be one of these clown shows where we all think we're better than everyone. Everybody goes on like solo missions, and then didn't do it again. And they actually, like you said, it was like a it was like a dribbling and a penetration with 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 a purpose, you know. Yeah, I, what I loved before we get into the opponent, because I think that has to be taken into consideration as to the type of success we were having in the attacking third. But what I loved, and, and Ricardo Pepe said it before the game about how Anthony Hudson's just going to let them play a little bit more free in the attacking third, and it showed. You had Aaron, Brendan Aronson was on one side. I wonder who he's right comparing that to, Ricardo Pepe. By the way, yeah, who, who I, is wonder, he comparing I wonder. That to when he says something I, like I'm, that. I'm just gonna. <laughs> throw it out maybe greg berhalter i don't know i'm just that's more free than the alternative you know yeah, exactly right so brendan Aronson's on the sideline one time then he's central then when he picks up uh his goal he's in the left channel of the like the central channels to pick up a like, kind of a one two or a potential one two with christian pulisic but he gets it in turns and slots it or he actually hits a pretty good shot between the defender's legs but i like that there was that and and it's really trusting the players to identify where the space is and to make sure that we're balanced based on where somebody might be occupying. And I thought it, it worked to great effect. We were overly dominant on that left side, the, the Scally Pulisic running at their right side. The fact that they were holding a higher line so there was space in behind was quite surprising. But but overall, I like the interchange. And I wonder if we're going to see something similar against El Salvador and who starts that game. I do want to get into the starting lineup with you guys. But but I wanted to get your thoughts first on on just kind of how fluid our 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 front four or front five looked, and obviously Weston McKinney would would pop into those spots, and he scored two goals tonight, and and Luca De La Torre would join in or make those deep line playmaker passes when he could. I know the surface wasn't great, so I don't think he could really showcase all the things that he's good at, but he, I don't think he's a six either, and I think maybe that cost us on the goal where we didn't have a normal six sitting in that spot. But to your point, it looked, looked very Dutch like uh, we had a six in that game and gave up the same type of goal. So maybe I'm curious, Heath, Heath and Jimmy, because uh, there's a comment in the, the YouTube section here, Todd Panella. Thoughts on Gio? What what were your thoughts on Gio? Because me watching the game, it's it it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough of a performance from him. And I and I get it that you're just trying to break out of the mold in terms of what has happened and transpired over the past couple of months. Um but what, 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 it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't a clean, it wasn't a clean performance. What do you mean? What do I expect? I well, expect, yeah. I, 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 expect I, I expect some, some, some finishing. I expect some. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But some, I'm just saying, I, I, I'm only, I'm not trying to put you on the defense. I'm just yeah. asking. So I have like a frame of reference as to what you want yes. from Gio Reyna in this yeah, Charlie, game. Drop the, drop the gloves, Charlie. He's not swinging. I'm on team Chuck here. I just want to know. And I guess for the listeners and viewers, like what's your frame of reference, knowing what Gio has gone through over the last couple months too. You asking for you go, you gonna get it? No, what, what, keep those gloves up, Charlie. He's in, hitting. In, in, in a match like this, I would have wanted to see a little bit more hunger from Gio, and and I I guess the finished product from Gio Reyna. So yes, the shots, the shots and goals, the goals, but also. 
the facilitator, score, making the assist, um, being a little bit more of a handful in the final third. I I think he took a few too many touches. Um, it, it it wasn't as smooth as I would have liked from Gio Reyna in this match. But again, I think it's gonna you got to build up his confidence within the team. It's not so much his confidence and his ability. It's but it's the confidence within the group about this is what I'm gonna do because. What we saw in this first half especially was Christian Pulisic said, I'm the captain. This is my team. I'm a step above everyone. And let me control the tempo. Let me control the attacking play. And it felt like everyone deferred to him, and he was making typically the right decisions. And and his set-piece delivery was on point as well. What what, what I would say, Jimmy, um, for me is that I, I agree with Charlie and those sentiments in that we had a star on the field tonight, right? And that was Christian Pulisic. And if you looked at the way Ricardo Pepe, more often than not, check back, get the ball laid off and move on, right? Set up the next play that goes to the next side. And I thought that the thing that I've always liked about Ricardo Pepe's game, and again, granted, this is like taking into account who we're playing against, but is that more often than not, there's simplicity. He's not trying to turn and run at players. He's not trying to do extra things. And I feel like there's times when Gio can simplify his game and become part of blend into what the game is giving them and not have to say, okay, if yeah, Pulisic's sure. doing that on the, on this side, I'm going to do it on my side, right? I'm going to take the seven or I'm going to take the extra touches. I'm going to combine. I'm going to do those things. Not to say he shouldn't do that because he should at times, but other times when he's best is when, again, like you said, with Pulisic coming inside that combination play where the game is just really simple and quick because he's got a, he's got an incredible brain. Um, but when he tries to take a little bit on too much on, and again, I'm saying this through the lens of what I would love to see see more because I would have loved to see more more actual impact. But his confidence looked pretty good. His willingness to go forward. Actually, the thing that I was judging a lot of the time is what's his body language when things don't go right, right? He had that foul yeah. in the box early on and normally – He waited a little you've bit You've seen though. Gio. Yeah. yeah he waited he, a little he, bit. He, he, he did wait a little bit. But normally he would he would throw his arms up. You would see something change in him. And, and you could see almost like in his eyes that he was present in that this was a big moment that people were watching to to like know that like how is he going to react to this type of moment. And I thought that but, well, all in all his attitude was good. Before, Jimmy, you go, uh, another comment that I want to address from, from our, our – uh, listener spicy pineapple who who's always making an appearance so appreciate you same with kai 718 uh she says i think or he or she says i think it was a safe game for geo his attitude wasn't bad now uh-huh. is that the expectations we're setting for Girena? like i don't want to hear it was a safe game you know i don't want to hear yeah, his it was a, this was a it big burden I, on him though to get yes past but him. i'm saying I, I think that like there was a t- lot tell me if you guys were in your i'm telling you if i was in those shoes i'm playing like my head's on fire right I, i'm showing yeah. this crazy drive and commitment and i know it's yeah. difficult at times you're playing in so, okay, Grenada okay, and okay. yeah, but Charlie, don't no, you think that, that crazy drive I, I, commitment could have led to a bad game though? You, we all know when you take a little bit on too much with a little bit too much pressure, that generally at that age leads to turnovers, bad decisions. Like your idea of I'm going to do more leads to like, I'm going to take over this game. I'm going to give me the ball. I'm going to be the star. And sometimes at that age, I, I think that that leads to more bad than good. Balance. I'm jumping in. I get you. I came into this game with zero expectations of Gio Reyna. I was surprised that he started. Pleasantly surprised that 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 he started. And I had no expectations because I didn't know what version of him we were going to get. And I feel like there's a lot 
that he's carrying. That come on, Jimmy. No, no, no expectations. You no expectations. Uh, in this particular game, I had zero expectations for Gio Reyna because I don't know if it felt unfair. I did, though. To your point, Charlie, I was watching body language and and that commitment of like, hey, a ball goes out of bounds. A pat, you know, like you're clapping somebody to, to <laughs> yeah, yeah, little things like that. Like you're you're that's you're the almost, Jimmy special. That's right well, there. that's more hey. like, but you're like leaning yeah, into right here. Yeah, you well, yeah, I'm all heart, baby. I didn't have talent. Finger I, guns. So, finger guns. <laughs> I'm not afraid of the finger guns. But 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 hey, I think we wanted up, to guys. see that where where it was clearly like Gio's making this about the team and not about him. And and yeah. so I we wanted to see some of that. I don't know if we got that, but I don't think we got any to what you said, Heath, of of him kind of whining or or having some type of reaction that that draws more attention to how he's whining. So so yeah. I think there was some. Where was he in all the there. celebrations? Where was he all the goal celebrations? Was yeah, he, yeah, that, that was, too. Did he, jump, I, I, did he jump over the top? Was he flipping? You know, was he doing the Jade? Was he doing the Jade? Was he doing the Jade? Was he doing the I'll tell you right now, there was not. There was nothing over the top. We we can all agree on that. You weren't seeing anything over the top. Um, yeah. But I, on one hand, I, I see progress in terms of yeah. attitude and mentality. Right, progress. Right. Because you really couldn't have gone any lower than than where you were, right? So it's progress there. On on the other hand, I'm thinking of Gio Reyna, the super talent, and and all the potential that he has. Yeah. And I, and I want I want to put those expectations back on him, so he's going sure, in that sure, direction. Because sure, sure, sure. we're we we've been asking forever for to see Gio yeah. Reyna in the ten position, the attacking midfielder, get on the ball, do his thing, and everyone's talking about hey. We, we don't have these shackles on. We're free. Well, that sets up perfectly for a Gio Reyna. This is a player who has the creativity, who has the ability also to unlock low defense, low block defense, and someone who can, I, I think, create out of nothing. From that standpoint, I didn't it see enough of that. It wasn't a starter performance for me. It wasn't no. a starter performance for me. That says next game, you're the starter. That's That, to me, I oh, think that's is true. Fair. Because when you look at that's the players fair. that we have and you look at the pipeline of players – there's going to be a lot of competition at the 10 spot or the right midfield spot over the next three years. You know, that's yeah, including yeah. See, players like Zendejas. Zendejas come on, right? Yeah. Zendejas comes on, all hundreds yeah. Zendejas. Hungry. Hungry comes on, has a great little turn and hits a good <laughs> shot. Uh, you know, with, with in, in his limited time, scores his first ever goal for the U.S. after making his official switch to us from Mexico. So congratulations to him. But yeah, I mean, that's that's just speaks to yeah. the competition that Gio has because – they're not like for like players. They play in the same spot though, and they provide different things, which could be, which is what I think we're going to run into. And part of our amazing evolution as a country and as a national team is yeah. that we're going to have so much talent and depth. It's not necessarily if you're the 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 most talented player. I mean, that's going to help, of course, get you minutes. But do you fit in with the rest? I mean, as we start to build that puzzle, I think that becomes I, pretty pretty I, vital I, in some capacity. The, the last thing I would say, though, is that this kid is carrying the burden of the biggest controversy that's happened in the last 20 years in U.S. soccer. And I don't think any of us know what that's, uh, you know, we've all gone through our own adversities and things, crazy things. Uh, but he has, he is carrying, like, this is, this is like, this is um, not like adversity. This is infamy right of of what what he's going through this is like <laughs> surround i know okay charlie no one like i get it right like actually i don't get it because you've been through more than anybody in 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 that context but like he's been publicly battered through him and his family with and without hit like 
to his, through his doing and also through his family's doing and through all these other things that I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm like better than I had hoped, I guess. Um, Jimmy had no, no, no expectations. I, but just, I, had I, a just, little, I just tried not yeah. to come in with any because yeah. this one felt like I got to give him, I got to give him a little bit of a pass here. Cause he's, there's so much emotional stuff, not only with what's happening with his family, which must be next level, but also like trying to win the respect back within the group. Um, and so, and, and, you know, putting some water on some okay. of the flames that are out there. So, so for, 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 for where things are at, and maybe we need to go to break before we do it, Jimmy, but like, I guess of all the things that we could criticize, if you could pick one person or one thing or one area, where where would we want to go? Because I've, I've got some thoughts on the, on the defense that I would have loved to have seen more than what I saw yeah. in a game like this that was dominant. Totally. Um, but everything. Well, let's go to, like let's other, go to a yeah. break. Let's go to a break, yeah. and then we can dive into this side of it. And I still want to talk about the starting lineup overall and and how mm -hmm. that ties into the El Salvador game. If Anthony Hudson had a plan about which lineup he wants to start in both games, walking in to this one. And we're going to do that right after the first break of the show. So don't go anywhere. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, baby. Guess what? In Soccer We Trust is more than a YouTube first podcast. It's a community and now you can rep that community with official In Soccer We Trust gear in Soccer We Trusters that can only be found on the Paramount shop. Discover t-shirts, mugs, sweatpants, laser engraved pint glasses, hats, water bottles, and potentially Dang, a, signed, a signed panel of mahogany from very, very own Charlie <laughs> Davis. And, and you get to rep this with your fan, friends and family, and uh, it's pretty awesome. So head over to In Soccer We Trust. Uh, at Paramount Shop, get 20% off your order when you use this podcast exclusive code Soccer20 during checkouts. That's Soccer20, and it's only available for our listeners. So head over to ParamountShop.com slash collection slash in dash soccer dash we dash trust and shop now. What's up, everybody? I'm Jimmy Conrad alongside Charlie Davis and Heath Pierce, and we are breaking down the 7-1 beatdown of Granada the U.S. men's national team, scoring seven goals. I repeat, seven goals away from the United States or not in the United States for the first time in their history. And this is actually the first time the U.S. has ever won a game 7-1 in their history as well. Pretty pretty crazy stats we got thrown at you. But let's go back to Heath Pierce's question. Hollywood, uh, why don't you restate that question? You want to talk a little bit about the yeah. defense no, in this I mean, game? I, I, we, I mean, we, we gave up a goal. We shouldn't of, give up a goal. We shouldn't we give could up do a goal. It the lens of, we could do it through the lens of, of however, you want, however you want to for, format a, a comment on the starting lineup. I don't want us to get – because if we go through every player, we're going to get stuck. No, no, no. I don't want to do that per se. But if, if everybody gets one comment about a player, uh, you could choose good or bad. Um, sure, sure. But uh, that could Okay, work. so let's go, let's, just go, let's just go back four. Because yeah. Matt Turner was what we expected. But Joe Scally playing left back. Austin Trusty. Playing with his old school teammate from the Philadelphia Union, Mark McKenzie are the two center backs, and then Brian Reynolds at the right back position. Austin I was Austin Trusty had a, a a very promising performance for me, yep. and of okay. course, you take it with a grain of salt in a way because this is not Spain. Well, yeah, they weren't England challenged, Brazil, right? Were but from from I think his 50-50 challenges, his positioning, just his the way he carried himself. Mm -hmm. Like he had been there for a while. Mm -hmm. 
I, I really liked what I saw from, from Austin Trusty as a whole. Now, Mark McKenzie, on the other hand, still it, – it, it boggles my mind how he's still missing that confidence part. He didn't mm-hmm. look sure of himself. I'll go back to – it was the 65th minute. Um, and, you know, yeah. it was Chuck's very – over here taking corner, notes. When he gave up the corner kick. When he gave up the corner kick. A very uh, – you know, relaxed situation for a center back. You're you're getting pressed from a striker, but you have time. And instead of just kicking it out or trying to hoof it down the line, just simple basics one on one for a center back. He tries to take a touch and kicks it out for a corner kick. Very unnecessary. He's too old to be making that type of mistake. And I'm going to put that type of, of expectation no, you on should. Mark McKenzie you because, you one, he was a young teammate of mine at the Union. I, I love this kid, great personality, and I expect better from him, and he expects better of himself. So I'm going to I'm gonna put those type of, of expectations on him because he should, be, he should be commanding that back line. He should be making the smart decision. And that, that's a very small play out of, out of the 90 minutes from him. It's just something that you can't you can't make those little mistakes at the highest level. Okay, so yeah. Miles Robinson, there's 24 players on the team. You can only name 23 for the roster. He was a healthy scratch in this one, which makes me think makes he sense. might start against El Salvador. But this would be the first time uh, the U.S. men's national team will play a competitive match without using a single MLS player since the league began in 1996. So that's another fun fact mm-hmm. for you. However, a lot of these players did come through MLS academies. Um, so I guess Shoot, half, still... of them, half of them came through the Philadelphia Union. <laughs> exactly right. Academy. Exactly right. But I wanted to throw that out there. I thought that was a pretty interesting stat. But it's interesting that, that Miles is out. Tim Ream didn't play. Serginio Dest didn't play. Anthony Robinson didn't play. Didn't get in. Didn't come on as a sub. And that makes me think that that's going to be the back four moving forward. We'll get into El Salvador. Uh, I like Reynolds. Bit. But you liked Reynolds. I liked you Reynolds. Liked- I, I just, I just think he he felt like a happy medium between um, a, a defense first fullback and and uh, Serginho Dest. That's like I'm going to attack, but with that comes a clear um, sacrificing of 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 the other details of the game. And I like his comfort on the ball. I like his willingness to go forward, but I also like mm-hmm. the 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 energy he shows that I think is a willingness to play defense too. That that to me is like again, it's raw super super early but when i think about serginio dest and the other options you know when i think okay joe scally i i think he fits somewhere in between like an attacking option that can defend like somewhere leaning more towards an attacking threat than than somebody that sits back but that, that that was my 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 takeaway from him on the night again a game where you always have the ball and you're always high in high positions is going to be completely different than than um, a game where you're under pressure all the time yeah i, I wasn't sold on on him and and i i agree with you in terms of the style that you're gonna get from him, but in terms you didn't of, like him, Charlie. I just didn't know you. I didn't know you hated him, but like I knew you didn't <laughs> yeah, like Brian. No, Jones, no, I know I, you I, hated I, him. I just don't yeah. think. <laughs> I don't think the quality was was there throughout the 90 minutes. I mean, of course, yeah, it's his first game in a long time at this level, but he was okay. He was okay. Uh, he was out of position on the goal. Um, so there were, you know, tactical. Uh, I guess ways throughout the match that I, I felt, man, not quite there, but it's it's kind of like Gio Reyna, how you were saying, Jimmy, it's my expectations. I didn't have much for, for Reynolds coming into this camp. And so 
you know, you, you give him a pass because this is an okay performance, but not one that I'm like, yeah. oh, so well, yes, you should yeah, watch out. I just, out. Like, I just no, like him wanting, I just like that he wants the ball at his feet and he wants to run with the ball. And that I think is going to be different than a Joe Scally type of player who I think is going to be a little bit more balanced and neutral. Whether he was sharp with it or not, I agree with you. Um, but I, I do like that willingness to go forward. But yeah, Court, I, Courtney I, I, I Joyner in the in the YouTube. There's no hot takes here. This is just talk. This is just conversation. Yeah. We're just conversation, baby. It's a three podcast. good old pros. Is this live? This is no, this is no hot takes. <laughs> so so Joe Scally made his second ever start for the U.S. And both times he started, he played left back, which I think is funny. The other time was against Uruguay. And uh, this one against Granada. I mean, ultimately, thought he did a good job of just feeding the ball to Christian because Christian's like, I'm the bear. Feed the bear. The bear's hungry. I'm going to go do something with it. But uh, interesting. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys overall on the, on the back four. It's so hard to evaluate, to be honest. I mean, Granada didn't really push us that much. I, can, I say, can I say one last that thing? That turned a good save. Yeah, go ahead. It was mostly that I, I would have loved when we have the ball this much that the center backs take more chances on the ball, right? Try a long switch once in a while. Don't just allow a center midfielder. What if there's no, what if there's no the space ball. to hit yeah, that? No, no, I, I, I get that. No but it's not so much. It's not so much about the long switch. It's if the game's in front of you, drive the ball forward with the ball, right? Far often they just stopped, lay the ball off to the midfielder, and because that's what that's just, what the defender's job is. I don't want to yeah, see but, defenders on the ball. Get it off yeah, your but, feet and, and stay and, back. And, and, I no no I okay. I would like to see there's a lot there's a lot of striker bias a lot of striker bias yeah a lot of striker bias oh, stop a lot of that a lot of that I don't oh, want to yeah, see you yeah, dilly dallying yeah. on the ball yeah Get against Granada yeah you think they told that to Franz Beckenbauer yeah just cross it to your boy let me do the work you just cross against Granada everybody wants to come back and get the ball at their feet you know against the big games yeah you got to have. A, str- a defender that's willing to break that first line of pressure on the dribble to initiate the angle, like the changing of angles and, and set up that attack. That's what I like doing when I started playing center back. And I would just love to see a little bit more of that. Having said that, like every time they touch the ball, someone came and got it off their feet. So, yeah. okay. Okay. So uh, let's use, no, no, no. Okay. So let's, we've talked about the, the forwards and the attacking I hate this show. and the back four. Listen, <laughs> we, we know that you don't. Okay. It's a thin line between love and hate. Well, let's talk about the, the the pivot of Luca De La Torre and Weston McKinney. And I want to use this as a segue into El Salvador because we don't have a six. I mean, we got Cardoso. I feel like he still is more of an eight than a six. But, but okay, we, we tried something, and I thought that we got exposed on the goal in particular where we missed somebody in that space that maybe a proper six could have identified that problem and maybe snuffed out that play. I don't know what it's going to look like against El Salvador. I don't even know if it's going to matter because El Salvador is just probably a little bit more organized uh, and and more maybe consistently organized than, than Granada was. And the the gaps aren't going to be the same that we got tonight for sure. What do you guys think about De La Torre and McKinney? Do you think that's going to be what we see against El Salvador? Mm. And, and Mm. I thought De La Torre, I thought De La Torre was indifferent personally. That's, that's the one thing that I, I I would say in that game, not bad, but like, he played talk about he played backwards more than I wanted him to. Like there was a little, little too gap. rhythmic in a game where there's space to go forward. Always. Yeah, yeah, but that's but that's Luca Della Torre. That's his game. Okay, it's, that's fine. It's side to side, and you he, he looks to keep possession or or you know shuttle the ball forward a little bit, shuttle it back. But you're, you're not looking for a player who's going to create things and create space and long switches. That's but we just know. Not but his we game. know he ha- well. We've seen it a little bit with Celta in the last couple of months. Uh, he- a little. Okay. Um, but that's just not his game. Uh, but Weston McKinney, I'm all about it. We we've but seen him now with then? leads. He'll sit. He can sit back in that six without Tyler Adams. 
he obviously he likes to go a little bit more forward, and he's just so good. Maybe in, Eunice comes in. He in, did come in, out in dangerous on set pieces. We Eunice we've we've seen that. I mean, he's just a beast on set pieces when he gets four in the box. Just he really knows how to contribute yeah. on set pieces when he's on. You could tell he's having fun. That's that's when Weston's at his best when he's having fun. Um, not so much just defending, not just yeah. out of character and be, go running all over the place. Mm-hmm. But you could tell when he has a little bit more freedom in the attacking half that he he looks pretty good. So I was I was happy with Weston's performance. But mm-hmm. uh, say I, I feel the same way as you, Heath. Uh, what for, what what, what, do, what do you guys think about the, when all things considered, Tyler Adams comes back? Are you wanting uh, a Gio Reyna or or a proper kind of attacking player at that ten? And we got to lose. Um, I think it depends Musa, on the maybe? opponent. Or depends I mean, because because we we've been MMA was like the first three we put down for a long time on on that lineup chart, and I get it. But at the same time, you know, Weston McKinney has a true eight. That, he covers a lot of ground, does a lot of those roles that maybe you you do need another attacking player I, to connect those lines. I will say this though, if you have Weston, Tyler Adams, and Eunice Musa in midfield as your trio, that will work. If you have a player like Falaren Balligan up top. Oh, okay. He wants to get no. into the Balligan top. I'm just saying. Listen, I'm just saying. We're going to get that. Pick this guy off the show. I will. I, we, we will <laughs> talk about Balligan in a second. I do want to I want to stay focused, though, Chuck, and, and get in on El Salvador. Okay. All we need is a draw on our game on Monday in Orlando to, to win our group and to book our ticket for the Nations League semifinals. What's interesting is that Mexico plays at home to Jamaica. If they draw that game, Mexico would actually go in as a seed that would play us in the semifinals and not the final itself. So that's really interesting. I think they'll do the business, but for whatever reason, Jamaica seems to play Mexico pretty close, especially in the last couple of years. So so in, in multiple competitions. So it'd be interesting to see how that one plays out. I think Mexico will go on to do it, but it could be a little nervy there for a bit. Obviously, we want to see U.S.-Mexico in the final, but U.S.-Mexico at any point is always a, is a, is a good game. Now, with regard to El Salvador, knowing we just need a draw, sometimes that can work against you because you may be not playing as quick as you need to because there's not that urgency. But I get the sense because we're going to have what I think will be a brand new team. Well, maybe not every single position, but a lot of changes. I think that urgency will be there. And obviously playing in front of our home fans for the first time, well, in an in open FIFA window, not in the January camp, uh, will be pretty cool. So I guess I wanted to know what your guys' ideal starting 11s are for the El Salvador game, and, and how do you think we'll approach it? Do you think we're going to see something similar with that fluidity up top? It looks like that's where Anthony Hudson wants to go to maybe differentiate himself from the previous coach, as it were. Heath, you can go first. Um, I, I let's go, let's go goalkeeper. You want Matt Turner or Zach, Zach Steffen in this one? No, I'm going Matt Turner. I I, 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 I think he we're going to go He made a very good save early on on that. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think we're going to go closer to our, our best 11 that we've known it to be. Maybe not that we agree it to be, but I think that you're going to see a Tim Ream come in because there are there is some implications to this game and you kind of want to, you know, I, I actually, I didn't get anywhere close to the right lineup for this game because I thought you just go with it. You go with your best because you need to secure it. And I remember how difficult some of those games would be. They scored early. The game was a really easy one, but um, so I'm, I'm actually happy they used that game to, to get some players' minutes. But for this one, I think you're going a little bit closer to your So, so your, you'd your call Zach Steffen in and Horvath in, and you wouldn't give them any minutes at all. I mean, I guess Horvath's these, these are, these, these are, I mean, you, you I, I'm just, I'm just no throwing problem, that out there. Like, in, a game, in a game like this, you got Matt Turner minutes in this one. Why wouldn't you have just gone with somebody else in this one? Why would you no, switch that? Why would you switch no, 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 I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. So I'm going with him in goal, yeah. Okay, so then, Chuck, I'll come to you on the back four. 
I, I, for me, I'll go first. I think it's going to be Robinson, Jedi, Jedi Robinson, uh, Reem. I wonder if Miles is going to get in or start. I, I, I'll just say him just because he wasn't involved and he's a healthy scratch. And then I got Dest on the right side. Do you Same think trusty. that it's going to be a brand new back four? Or do you think we're going to see like a trusty and Reem or McKenzie and Reem instead? No, I, I, Trusty's a left center back if he's playing, and we know Tim Ream. He's he's the boss yeah. back there. He's he's the big man. So um, it's Anthony Robinson and Ream back in the team. Miles Robinson, I think he he complements Tim Ream ver- very well, just because of how he can cover ground and cover mm-hmm. space. And um, I I think it it'll be good to integrate him back within this back four next to Tim Ream, and then Serginho Dest is going to get his opportunity now. Uh, Joe Scally was okay again. I think this was probably one of his better games, and we dominated possession. It's so hard. We Listen, had the ball, so yeah. it's a little bit easier for an it's outside It's so hard back. to really like properly evaluate. Yeah, most game. defending is in transition. You're poking the yeah. ball away. You're tackling yeah. it back. You're killing attacks. You're not ever like set up in a way that like you get beat on a one-two or like actually he did get beat on a one-two on the first goal. But like <laughs> uh, now that I think about it, um, but yeah, I agree with Charlie on that one. Okay, yeah. yeah, so we're all on the same page with that. Yeah. Okay, then midfield, I think it's Yunus uh, Musa, Weston McKinney, and then it's just a matter of us deciding who that third midfielder is going to be. Is it going to be Gio again? Is it going to be Brendan? Is there going to be a, a different option? Luca De La Torre? I, I think, or, or, I think Zendejas did enough to get a start in the El Salvador game. He came in and made a difference. He okay. said, I, I want to shine, so I think we're going to see McKinney again. Oh. With Yunus Musa instead of De La Torre, and we're gonna see. So who? So it's either Gio or Brendan potentially. You got, I mean, you got I, other options like Z- Senora and Mihalovic and. No, that. I, I'm just right. throwing them out there because they're on yeah. the team, but I just um, options I, in this space. Well, if if he if you could give Reyna another go at at, at the ten spot. Give him and sixty then, minutes, and then and Zendejas yeah. on the right instead of Aronson. Yeah, right, right. So Aronson and then, makes, and then, makes and then I think Pulisic and Pepe for sure are back in the, in the team. Um, or you could go Zendejas as the ten and see what that looks like, and keep Aronson on the right, Pulisic and Pepe. I think that's too much risk for rhythm at this point. But yeah, I I, I would love to see that. But I, I'm going with Charlie's first first lineup, yeah. and also I wanted to get uh, while while we're on that lineup, just a, a thought on on um, DK from from Chuck. During Not, his minutes, yeah, got to do more. I, with I, I'm the, I'm, I'm the, <laughs> if you can't I'm the, go against Granada, yeah. then you no, just I'm, I'm the, I'm the, the, You're out. I'm the, <laughs> I'm the first person to tell you it is not easy to come into a game like this where everyone wants to score and everyone mm-hmm. feels they can score. It's one thing that every player on the pitch wants to score and they're they're taking their chances. It's another when everyone thinks they can score and they think if I score, I'm going to get my opportunity against El Salvador and I'm going to keep getting called in from Anthony Hudson and have priority in terms of maybe first off the bench if I'm not in the 11. So it's it's never easy. So I want to give Daryl DK the benefit of the doubt in that and with just with that um in mind, but in terms of what he showed, you we all know he didn't show enough. He well, made a couple it, it, runs. It, it, it he didn't, didn't, get, he that, didn't get on the ball. Pepe scored it, twice as well. Yeah, yeah. It, it's. I, I think and, Pepe and, didn't score. I think DK yeah, maybe no, would have been still, he, he still was in a couple decent spots, and I I just want to see him find yeah. ways to but, do more. Again, it's super easy when it's that, and it's super easy to criticize when it's that score line to say you should do more. But yes. this is a guy that's scoring those types of goals, so I'd like to see him score those types of goals in a game like this. And we knew coming into this the strengths of Ricardo Pepe. And the the strengths of Daryl DK, and again, 
my point on Daryl DK is we haven't seen him yet develop at this stage and at this level, being able to get on the ball and bring people into the game. So now, why don't we, you start him and see then? It's hard, as you said, it's hard in those because those because why wouldn't you start Ricardo Pepe, who's proven himself, who's hungry, who who hasn't well, how, who hasn't been given the keys anymore? He, he's he's been out. He didn't make the World Cup team, so it's the same boat as Daryl DK. Yet he's scoring goals, and now PSV are interested in in signing him. And so that I'm going to go with my best striker in this in this case, and that's Ricardo Pepe. Ricardo Pepe is a better striker at this stage right now than Daryl DK. Okay, uh, that's fine. But I mean, at what point are we going to give Daryl DK that opportunity to have a 60 minutes, start the game, work off a Christian pull, a fresh Christian, Christian Pulisic off the start of a game? Everybody's fresh at the start of but, a game. But why, why would that. he deserve that? Why does he deserve that? Well, he, he he's had the same run of form for his club team or maybe even better at the current moment than Ricardo Pepe. But, but Pepe gets – But oh, let's be honest. Granada's not good, dude. So, so Pepe scores twice. With some shit defending from Granada. Okay, no problem. Okay. And and if DK starts the game, he might score two in some situations. But this is all might. Of course, it's all what if. It's all what if. I, listen, but but just, Pepe is doing it. He scored two. Right. But right? then you, that, you. That's the difference. Then Dejas yeah. came in and he scored. I, I don't know why right? I'm choosing violence in this particular. I hate when my parents fight. I don't know why you're fighting for DK <laughs> like this. Well, I, because I, DK, I, DK, I'm fighting DK's for somebody. DK's a better player than Ricardo Pepe. So DK, why, DK gave Jimmy, DK gave Jimmy a follow on Instagram and now he's got a, he's got no, a like, No, 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 that's not true. <laughs> Listen, he doesn't follow me on any platform. What I'm saying is if we're asking him to be somebody he's not, but not giving him the opportunity to be that person because we're not putting him in the best spots to potentially make that happen. Pepe's had plenty of chances and, and some of them worked out and some of them didn't. And, and so DK gets hurt in the gold cup after he looked okay. And now he can't get back into the team. And now he's playing well. He's become a little bit undeniable. And then we give him some, some minutes at the end of a game where it's a little bit all over the place. And there's a whole bunch of subs. And then we expect him to score three or two or one or whatever. I get what you're saying. There's like these little things that we want to see to his point and to your point, Charlie. Yeah. And maybe uh, we didn't see that. And we're seeing more of that from Ricardo Pepe. And he's probably a better link up player and fits the mold better. He's a better piece yes. of the puzzle. But just in terms of fairness to the player, I, if we're going to hold him up to this high standard, I just want to make sure that we're giving him the opportunity to, to live up to that standard in some capacity. Yeah. That's it. I'm done. Thanks for having me. Everybody. No, <laughs> my, thing is, my thing is you could say that for every player. You could say that for Brent Aronson and Timo Weah. And you could go on and on and on. But at the end of the day, as a, as a manager, Anthony Hudson has one thing that he can do, and, and that's play your best players. And so okay. in certain instances – as, at least in this back line for Granada, you're saying they're not really that dangerous. So I can I can get Joe Scally, Trusty McKenzie, and Reynolds some game time at this level with mm -hmm. our our top attacking players, knowing that they don't really have too many threats. Sure, and if they and if they suck against Granada, guess what? They suck. They're not they're yeah. not getting called. <laughs> they're not getting called back in for a long time, right? But for for the attacking players, you say okay, let's get some rhythm going. I'm gonna get. Christian Pulisic going. He's I'm giving the captain's armband. Let's and my man impressed. He took that mm -hmm. opportunity. Said, "Hey, I'm I'm here. I might not be in the best of form at Chelsea, but guys, I got this. I I, I still got it right." And then McKinney again, a player who's got to be in the team. And then I, Reina, obviously, we talked about that. Not not uh, that convincing, but it was more of the I'm on the pitch, guys. I'm moving past everything. Give me so some time. So he's out of your starting lineup. Right. Well, I, I, I mean, I could see Reyna playing the next game too. 
and then Zendayas yeah, yeah, getting, so getting, getting a getting or or I think Zendayas is in and Aronson's out, and maybe they flip flop halves. Reina gets the first, Aronson gets the second. I don't know. We're gonna take our second and only or last. We will have only breaks. We have two now. Our second and last break of in soccer we trust. And when we come back, we're gonna talk about some player named Fullerin Balligan, who's apparently pretty good. So do not go anywhere. All right, don't miss a second of action from the greatest club competitions on earth: the Champions League and the Europa League. Follow the biggest stars. From the world of the beautiful game like Vinicius Jr., Victor Osiman, Erling Holland, Marcus Rashford, and Angel Di Maria, just to name a few of them, as they try to clinch continental glory stream every match from the Champions League and the Europa League live only on Paramount+. Plus. Try one month free with the promo code ADVANCE. And welcome back, everybody, doing Soccer We Trust. I'm Jimmy with Charlie and Heath. I don't know if I've ever actually called this by our first names only, but I'm doing it this time. <laughs> Let's talk about Fuller and Balogun, everybody. So let's give some context about him if you're unaware, but there is a very talented number nine out there who was born in the U.S. to Nigerian parents but grew up in England so he can play through three different countries, but he's only represented England at the youth national team level, and uh, England didn't call him up for these things, even though he's absolutely crushing it in Liga and France for Rance and doing extremely, extremely well. He's on loan to Rance from Arsenal, they're still trying to decide how they're going to bring him back into the fold after they've given up some uh, signed some Eddie Nketiah and other Arsenal players to some big contracts, how he's going to fit in there and how he's going to fit into England. Gareth Southgate didn't call him in. And then Marcus Rashford and Mason Mount, two attacking players, both elected to leave off uh, or didn't play for England in this window because of injury. He still didn't get called in as a replacement. And so he put on a cryptic message on his Instagram that he wants to go somewhere where he's wanted. I'm paraphrasing. Then he gets out of the England under 21 camp and then shows up in Orlando. How fortuitous is that for everybody? Anthony Hudson said, the interim coach for the U.S. said, I've said before, we've had dialogue, we've spoken. So U.S. soccer and Balogun's, him and his people have talked. He's out here having a bit of a break and then some training, and we've had some discussions. I think it's been good because it's been an opportunity for us to just share about our program and who we are and what we want to do, and that's it. I hope we get the chance to speak to him again. It's been good, and I know a few of the guys have spoken to him as well so that's uh where we're at with Balogun, but that would be a big piece to our puzzle like you mentioned before the break chuck about having him in the team and and what a difference he could make for us it, even if it with him it, it just would force the other guys too that are playing number nine to have to pick up their games to another level as well uh yeah, yeah sorry i've just talked for five minutes straight go ahead no uh falarin Balogun showed up in orlando it's not a coincidence that he ditched the england u21 call up to show up in Eng and the funny thing is you say he's he could have gone anywhere he right, to Orlando, <laughs> right but the funny thing to me is he's injured right yet mm -hmm. he shows he's out training in florida and he's talking about the heat <laughs> so yeah, what, yeah right. what, what injury are we talking about here here we go you know this heat now he's good this was an opportunity to come out to meet the u.s men's national team staff the players have that conversation. There's no coincidence that he's at Orlando Magic Games rocking the number nine jersey. He's at baseball games rocking the number nine jersey. This, to me, looks like a little recruitment trip for the yeah. U.S. men's national team saying, hey, England, they don't appreciate you like we do. And I, I, I appreciate all you guys in the YouTube comment sections, all the, the American outlaws throwing up the American flag all up in his comments saying, hey, we're, we're all about it. Like, come join the, the, the squad. Because this, this is a difference maker we're talking here. We're talking the difference between 
playing in the group stage and just getting out of the group stage and getting knocked out to yeah we're in the semifinals we have a we have a capable striker someone who has technique who can beat you on the dribble who makes great runs who knows how to play with other players around you to to build them up and and continue with link up play into the final third this is a massive massive game changer because not a lot of countries have strikers look at italy i mean they had to go to Boca Juniors to find a naturalized striker, <laughs> Rategi, who who had no experience, who wasn't even playing at Boca. He was on loan. And that's who Italy had to go with, a powerhouse country like Italy. So if we can go and get a, a, a capable, quality, young striker who's hungry and motivated to play for us, the U.S., just like Yunus Musa came and and I think that opened up everyone's perspective, being like, damn, we can get these players? This this would take us to another level. Now, if if you were watching closely tonight, Ricardo Pepe played like, you guys don't need this guy. I'll, let me be that guy. You could see that motivation, that hunger to, because I'd be pissed off if I was a, a number nine on the national team. If I'm a striker and everyone's all hyped and, and fans are crazy and teammates have to like, you know, talk to him and say, hey, we, we it'd be an honor to have you. We'd be grateful to have you. I'd be pissed off. So, I like the response from Ricardo Pepe, but I also know that if we did get a Balogun and, he, and he's healthy, this this is a massive, massive coup for the U.S. men's national team. Do you, do you feel like, and Heath, I'll come to you on this because I, I, I do think it will help, but when you start to recruit, like you get a Yunus Musa, a dual national that comes in, you get a Serginho Dest, and then, and then you get a Balogun. I think you start to turn the heads and, and you, 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 there's something about this team, right? There's, there's the vibes in some ways that, that more people want to be a part of it. Like fear of missing out in some ways that, that they got to get on, especially leading up to this world cup, which will be unlike any other in, in uh, us soccer history. Yeah, I think it's hard, right? Because on one hand, we do need to earn the right to have a quality player. On the other hand, we're talking about 17 goals in league and previous to that, like no history. Right. And this is a guy who is now getting to that point where you're like, he is going to be a star. It's undeniable at the level that he is right now. But he's got one year of it. Right. He's an Arsenal talent. He's come through, but he is finding his feet as the player that Arsenal looked at and said, this guy could be a star someday. And it's hard to be 20 years old and be an Arsenal star. Right. You get a Bukayo Saka once a generation. He's had to go and find his way and, and prove everybody at Arsenal wrong as they continue to not bring him back from loan and score a bunch of goals. This guy is an absolute baller, and he's going to make this team better. I just wonder, like, from a recruitment standpoint, I love it all, by the way. What is it? What do you need to tell him, Charlie? I mean, what, you come in yeah. a situation like that. What do you need to tell him? Because well, a lot of it's, it's about a lot of it's about being yeah. let down by his bigger dream, right? So well, he's already sort of somewhat thinking about it but yeah take it a step away things. from that yeah, yeah. It, the, i know we all talked about not having a sporting director not having a a, a general manager and sporting director have you p- give you this pitch of of the future and how you fit into it right the game plan but ultimately it's about how do i feel when i'm around these guys so mm-hmm. you naturally say come 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 hang out come see what we're about get get the vibe check yeah, and come buy bottles you, with Weston. There you go. Hey, <laughs> I mean, come, that's, come, that's come, what we come did with Eunice, right? Let, Eunice was the same. Let's give you these jerseys, courtside, come hang out, get get the feel for what we're about. And that's all it takes, along with a, a coach to say, 
you know if you come you're gonna you're, you're gonna be that that game changer for us you're gonna fit in perfectly to us you don't have to wait for years for harry kane to move on mm-hmm. and who knows however whatever strike other strikers england has in mind ahead of of flow or you look at nigeria and still victor Osiman is is there so you're still not the guy you come to the u.s he is the guy he is he is better than every other striker we have and it's not even close it's not even close so so i do want to throw this out there because on the last show heath and i don't know if charlie if you were on or not but uh, but he made a good point about we don't do a very good job or at least under greg of getting the number nine the ball a lot or uh, in in meaningful spaces a lot and and i wonder how that impacts what we do now you add him to the piece and i think you figure out a way and i think you know, when you're a talented player surrounded by other super talented players, you're just going to find the ball and you're going to make a difference because that's just how good you are. But uh, but I, I thought that was an interesting thing. And I've been thinking about it, Heath. That was how impactful it was. I've been thinking about Thanks. it days later that we're right. <laughs> when we, we, we are kind of winger, wingback centric. We're trying to create a lot of that. Maybe not. I mean, sometimes we'll if we have some space centrally, you know, Musa or McKinney can, can do their stuff. But but we're not so centrally located. We, we like to start wide and come inside. So, uh, I, I, yeah, I thought one, that was interesting. One, one pl- but one player can change all of that. Sure, right, right, one, right. One player can change all that. His movements, his runs, when he's on the ball, that gives everyone else confidence. When you can show that your strengths and how they can be applied to this group and, and take them to the next level, guess what? The, the player who's taking that one extra touch, that's not happening anymore. His head's right. up and he's looking right. for flow. Uh, is he in the channel? Yeah. Is he checking? Yeah, I'm sure. gonna get it to I'm right. gonna get it to the nine. That's there's a big difference because the perspective changes. Mm-hmm. So that's why I know we haven't had a nine like this in a long time. So well, that's why even sorry, just the simplicity from a simplicity sake, one of the reasons that it's not about uh Pepe's goal scoring that I like most about him, it's about the fact that. If you play him the ball, there's a good chance he's going to lay it off to whoever's facing the game more often than not. Mm-hmm. He is not going to take four touches to get it down. He's not going to do a bunch of these things. He's clean, and, and, and I like that about when, I, when, when there are strikers that I personally like when I watch Champions League, when I watch big matches, international matches. It's that simplicity that you are an option at all times to relieve pressure, to lay the ball off, to build up in the attack. But it's not about you a lot of the times. And mm-hmm. when you have a player like Flo who's going to be on the field, you can play his feet. You know you're going to get it back. He's got the quality to spin out if they if he has the opportunity. He's just got those different options that make you trust. If I make that little diagonal run, if I play that ball into his feet, is it a turnover? Does he have positioning? Like all those things that have that confidence that when we had Charlie at his best, you knew you always had an option in the place. You put it into the corner, he's going to beat the guy to the corner. You put it to his feet, he's going to scrap for that type of ball. And I think just having those that level of confidence, we haven't had that consistently where we just almost deny that that ability to find a striker directly at times. I, I think, too, speaking about our number nines, kind of leading up to the World Cup and at the World Cup itself, when you have someone like Balogun, he seems clinical. You give him that one chance, he's going to score it. And, and that is what I think sets another reason that sets him apart from our current crop of guys. Whereas we have guys that get in good spots, but will they will they take that opportunity when it comes? And, and uh, you know, as you play in bigger games and in bigger competitions, those those chances become a lot, lot fewer and far between. So it's uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the possibility. And now that he's getting all this and we're wooing him and the New York Yankees are giving him jerseys as well. Can the guy the guy would be the biggest villain of all time if he told us no at this point. So I'm very curious <laughs> to see how this all plays out. 
And uh, yeah, it's 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 exciting times for the U.S. Obviously, we're we're getting to move on from the Reina stuff and starting to focus on games, which is great. And and the and Burhalter saga. Obviously, we got coaching and sporting directors and general managers to hire. But uh, with Balogun coming in, I think it's just it's all really refreshing and exciting. And man, the future just feels as bright as it ever has. Now we're just kind of curious to see who the coach is going to be. All right, that is the show. We're going to see you after the El Salvador game. That's the next time you're going to see our beautiful faces. So make sure, once again, you hit all the important buttons like liking and subscribing and telling your friends and leaving five-star reviews and all that good stuff. We really appreciate mm-hmm. everybody's support. So on behalf of Producer Dez, Producer Alex, Charlie Chuck Wagon Davies, Hollywood Heath Pierce, I'm Jimmy Cream Cheese Trash Can Conrad Dino Conrad saying thank you for listening and supporting in Soccer We Trust. And we will see you after the El Salvador game live on Monday. Enjoy it. We'll see you soon. Later.